Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, January 25th, 2024. I'm one of your host, Blessing. At AOA Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, Tim Ma Fucking Gettys. I hate starting the show off on a dour note. You know what I mean? It's never fun, especially when it's me and you. I like coming in. I like having some fun. It brightens my day seeing you each and every day that you I come too, in Tim. and see you, right? But waking up every fucking day and checking Slack, seeing our Kind of Funny Games Daily channel of like what news people have dropped in it and it just being layoffs 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 with the numbers just getting i want to say comically large there's nothing funny about them. yeah it's it is ridiculously large it's ridiculous man and like i was talking to gia last night about the ten thousand last year right and mm-hmm. then uh i was telling her how insane it is that like we are it's 25 days into january and we're just packing the thousands and thousands on to wake up and see the news that we're going to talk about today about xbox yeah. and microsoft adding an additional almost 2,000 people. Like, yeah. it is so problematic. It is so fucked up. It is sickening. It is hard to feel good mm-hmm. being around this, knowing that this is all happening. And I understand why it's happening. I understand the need for it to happen. I understand that it was inevitable in so many ways when things happen the way that they do. Mm-hmm. But none of that makes up for the lack of empathy that so many people are having for human beings with needs and families and all of this. And it, I don't know the solution. Mm. I, and I, I don't even know what I'm saying here that adds any value to anything. I just know that this is the way that I'm feeling and it really sucks. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it all. Cause of course that's going to be story number one, but to bring in, I guess <laughs> some brightness into the scenario. Cause like uh-huh. you, I woke up and I saw the news and immediately like my heart sunk. Yeah. And it's that thing where obviously like we've been talking about it and I went about a month ago, there was a KHD where I was talking about like, yo, it's gotten so it's gotten to the point now where I am numb to it. Right. Like it is the thing of it's like, OK, well, here's another one. Right. Like 50 more people got laid off here. 200 more people got laid off here. Right. And seeing the 1900 number obviously like was very much a ah shit. But then you bring it into the context of the industry trends, this happening industry wide of everybody getting laid off, but then also just the corporate consolidation side of it and the thing that gets me. I, I said I was going to bring some levity here, I and now, now I'm diving back into it. But like the thing that really fucking gets me is $69 billion spent to buy this company. $69 billion. And what, uh, sorry, what was the number again for the people that got laid off? 1,900 people got laid off. Like if you, I, I immediately went to my calculator app because I was like, how the fuck does this pan out, right? Like, I went to my calculator app and I typed in 1,900 times 100,000, right? Yeah. So you're paying these people 100,000. I know they're probably paying some, uh, a lot of those people more, a lot of those people less, all that stuff, right? Not an accurate number. But even still, I was like, okay, if I'm going through 1,900 people and paying them each 100,000, what does that pan out to? And it wasn't, e- let me tell you, it's nowhere close to $69 billion. <laughs> it's not even close to, to $1 billion. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand it. And like, to your, I mean, to your um, uh, mentioning of like, you know, some of it is necessary. Some of it is like, you know, you got to uh, uh, care about people, all this stuff. I am not convinced that it is necessary, right? Like, I think that's the thing that gets me is, and uh, we're, getting, uh, we're getting way ahead of the conversation, but like I are, having this conversation so many times on this show and outside of the show and just with people, right? There's always the cyclical thing of, oh man, it's fucking, uh, the games aren't selling. Oh man, capitalism sucks. Oh man, and like we kind of go through like the ping pong of, going through these different uh, uh, factors and all of it. I don't want to get lost that like people are behind this, right? Like it is a machine, but there are people at the top of this machine that allow this machine to go. And I don't want, I, like, I'm, I varying degrees of capitalism all around the world, all around the country. I, I you know, I'm, I'm hearing you wherever you're at in that conversation. I think regardless, I don't want the fact that capitalism sucks to get, uh, to um, not put, put a shine on the fact that also there are people making those decisions to go, hey, let's lay off all these fucking people. And, but and let's make $69 billion dude, for Activision Blizzard. Totally. And, but like, here's, here's another thing, too, though, that I think sucks as well, yeah. is on top of that, there are those people that make these decisions that are bad, that make a lot of money with no real plan for long-term, I don't want to say growth, uh-huh. it's long-term support, long-term sustainability. That's what needs to be built. But instead, infinite growth is what the, the goal is. And we see this time and time again of this shit not working. But these people... Build growth instead of sustainability. Get the money. They fucking bounce. Yeah. And then it's then there's a new person at the top, and it's their problem. Yeah. They need to solve this. And they're just trying their best. And I, I'm not saying all of these people are. For sure, for but sure. there are a ton of people out there that literally are just looking at the numbers and being like, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. And trying to come up with a plan. And that, to me, is the problem is that for years on Games Daily, 
there's been the the flavor of the month, flavor of the year conversations of like, oh, another NFT story. Ah, oh, another AI, GameStop being a problem story. Yeah. Another AI thing. Are we just getting the, the cyclical thing of like talking about that stuff or talking about when's the next Nintendo Direct? When's the next state of play? There's some things that just, there's they're constant long conversations. Yeah. This has been the worst ever because it's talking about people's lives just being destroyed over and over and over to ridiculous degrees and ridiculous numbers and it's there's no sign of this slowing down this has always existed there's in every industry there's layoffs i personally know dozens of people that have been affected by this like mm -hmm. it, it, not just games i understand that in games too though especially now more than ever in yeah. games but you look back at how long this has all been going on and the fact that it is inevitable in so many ways for some right reasons quote unquote mostly wrong reasons overall mm -hmm. um and it doesn't seem like any of those changes are going to affect a future that actually is being built towards sustainability at all yeah and i think that is the biggest concern i mean uh, a huge concern concern and one of the biggest concerns coming off of what you just said is the loss of talent right like you look at the talent pool of people that are that have been working in video games people that have you know dedicated their lives to oh man i have this passion right i played call of duty back in the day or i played um halo or i played whatever the game was special to them growing up and went oh, I want to make something like this, or I want to work on something, or I want to ride on Mass Effect, or I want to do this and, ma and uh, make a livelihood out of it. And they go to school, they learn the things, they get creative, they learn how to write, they get, like, like, like these are the people, the people that are actually making the video games, not even talking about like the executives or whatever, the people that are actually putting the creative hard work into making these video games, they get hired, they start working on it, and guess what? Like, in 1900 of these people that are laid off just today from X from Xbox in Activision Blizzard, right? Like, and you look through the big numbers that we've seen over the last year, so many of those people are gonna go, oh, I'm not working in video games again. And how many of those people would have made the next big special thing, right? How many of those people would have made our next favorite game of all time, the next Hades, or the next whatever it is, right? And like, those people are just lost. And they're probably either going to go to a different uh, industry because a lot of other industries are paying more than video games, right? And like video games are very volatile right now. Or but so right are these now, other industries. And that's the thing, like or not, right? There's like, no right, safety out there. The, or those people just go, fuck, I got nowhere to go because yeah, tech is in a place where uh, uh, those are seeing layoffs too, and those are seeing numbers come down as well. And anywhere that is safe right now is not going to be safe in a couple of years because they're doing the exact same thing of yeah. this infinite growth instead of sustainability and like. Oh my lord, dude. It just gets it gets so frustrating because years ago this would have happened. This would have been a story. We would have yeah. been talking about even this, uh, this exact type of thing of Xbox Blizzard, all of this. And obviously we'd have so much empathy for the people yeah. and we'd have so much understanding of why it's going on and all this. It's just this is such an insult to injury when we're in the time and place we are right now where there hasn't been a day that layoffs at major studios, minor studios, every single thing in between have been happening. And then this just happens. It's such insult to injury when you add that $69 billion number. And it's just like, it's getting harder and harder and harder to even understand the facts of this had to happen. Yeah. And it's like, I know it had to happen, but why the fuck did it have to happen? Let's get into it. Um, I was going to mention this to bring Lebanese into it. The Tekken 8 comes out today. I'm very excited for Tekken 8. Good. There's, and there's, shout out, you know what? And on that note, shout out to the creatives that are working on Tekken 8. Yeah. Because guess what? Tekken 8 in my review process gave me so much joy. I'm so excited for it to give me so much joy throughout the year. And I want y'all to continue to stay employed. Bandai Namco, I swear to God, if you laugh anybody on the Tekken team, I'm going to fucking come for you. Uh, today's stories include layoffs at Xbox, Pokemon Company acknowledges Power World, and more because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and weekday we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on youtube twitch and podcast services around the globe if you love what we do please support us with the kind of funny membership on patreon or youtube to get all of our shows ad free watch us record them live and get a daily exclusive show uh, for a chance to be a part of the show submit your thoughts and opinions as youtube super chats as we go housekeeping for you uh, we've teamed up with the indie exchange for the ultimate spring game showcase the game submission deadline for the mix slash kf spring showcase is february 2nd head over to kindoffunny.com slash spring showcase to get your game submitted uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by the Kind of Funny membership, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen, I guess. Half of them are all about layoffs. Let's start off with story number one. Microsoft lays off 1,900 Activision, Blizzard, and Xbox employees. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft is laying off 1,900 employees at Activision Blizzard and Xbox this week. 
While Microsoft is primarily laying off roles at Activision Blizzard, some Xbox and ZeniMax employees will also be impacted by the cuts. The cuts work out to roughly 8% of the overall Microsoft gaming division that stands at around 22,000 employees in total. The Verge has obtained an internal memo from Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer that confirms the layoffs. Quote, it's been a little over three months since the Activision, Blizzard, and King teams joined Microsoft. As we move forward in 2024, the leadership of Microsoft Gaming and Activision Blizzard is committed to aligning on a strategy and execution plan with a sustainable cost structure that will support the whole of our growing business. Together, we've set priorities, identified areas of overlap, and ensured that we've all aligned on the best opportunities for growth. As part of this process, we have made the painful decision to reduce the size of our gaming workforce by approximately 1,900 roles out of the 22,000 people on our team. The gaming leadership team and I are committed to navigating this process as thoughtfully as possible. The people who are directly impacted by these reduc uh, reductions have all played an important part in the su success of Activision Blizzard, ZeniMax, and the Xbox teams, and they should be proud of everything they've accomplished here. We're grateful for all the creativity, passion, and dedication they have brought to our games, our players, and our colleagues. We'll provide our, our full support to those who are impacted during the transition, including severance benefits uh, in, in for, uh, informed by local employment laws. Those whose roles will be impacted will be notified, and we ask that you please treat your departing colleagues with the respect and compassion that is consistent with our values. Looking ahead, we'll continue to invest in areas that will grow our business and support our strategy of bringing more games to more players around the world. Although, although this is a difficult moment for our team, I'm as confident as ever in your ability to create and nurture the games, stories, and worlds that bring players together, Phil, end quote. The article continues, alongside the layoffs, Blizzard president Mike Ibarra has decided to leave the company, quote, as many of you may know, uh, sorry, as many of you know, Mike previously spent more than 20 years at Microsoft. Now that he has seen the acquisition through as Blizzard's president, he has decided to leave the company, says Microsoft's game, uh, and con game content and studios president Matt Booty in an internal memo. Microsoft plans to name a new Blizzard president next week. Uh, Blizzard's previously announced survival game has also been canceled as part of these changes. Um, a bit more from uh, Jason Schreier here. Uh, as this news is breaking, Jason put up uh, a thread kind of pointing out some details, right? Like he started off with the breaking news, obviously, that Microsoft is laying off 1,900 people. Followed that off, uh, up with also mentioning that Mikey Barrow is also out. But the, then, then he says, other Blizzard news, Alan Adam, uh, chief design officer uh, and the company's founder is leaving the company. Odyssey, the survival game that has been in development for six plus years, has been canceled. Uh, people that people at the impacted companies tell me uh, that as of right now, they don't know who are losing their jobs. Bloomberg's story uh, will be updated uh, at here as we learn more. And then he says, uh, Microsoft's Matt Booty said in a note that Ibarra chose to leave his position as president of Blizzard. But in November at BlizzCon, Ibarra told me that he wanted to stay for the long haul. Quote, someone will drag me out of Blizzard, end quote, uh, Ibarra told me. That's how long I will be here. And it turns out, well, I guess I don't know how it turns out. Someone dragged <laughs> like, him out. So I guess somebody dragged <laughs> him out. Like, we don't know uh, what's going on here. But... Tim, that was a lot. Is there anywhere here that you want to start? Yeah, just real quick. Dan Shu, uh, formerly from EGM, like uh, an icon in the, the game's media space. And then he's been in uh, multiple places, actually, on the other side of making games mm -hmm. uh, for a long time. An icon to me, somebody that I looked up to. I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for him. He tweets out today, unfortunately, a third of my team was let go today, including myself. I feel absolutely terrible for the others. One just signed a lease, another just got married, another just moved here for the job and was here barely a month and so on. I wish I could fix this for them. It was a great run at Blizzard. I made so many lifelong friends and have definitely gained tons of XP. When I first got the opportunity, one of the biggest factors was to work at one of the top and one of my favorite video game publishers in the world. How many people get to do that? Although I'm out of a job for now, I've been very fortunate in my career getting to work at so many amazing places. And it just hurts to read that, you know? It's like, not only him, mm -hmm. but team the people the stories of, of people that are being affected by this and it's like again i the word empathy is just so important to mm -hmm. remind people of and i feel like the sooner in your life you can understand the power of the word and the power of adopting that word i i feel like it just makes the, the world a better place and i feel like it 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 really is the thing that is required to begin to start to fix any of these problems yeah you know like i know that there's nothing we're going to say or do here that like solves this but I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, the when this news started breaking, right? Like, 
my mind immediately goes to some of the friends that I have working at Activision, right? Mm -hmm. Friends that I have working at Xbox, and like I've not gotten the chance to reach out to see if they're uh, how they're doing, if they're cool, if they're impacted, or if they even know if they're impacted, right? Like a lot of that is so scary. And this goes back to the GDC survey that went out. I'm trying to find it, but I I, I can't find it because I have a lot of emails. But like on this show, we talked uh, about a week or so ago about a GDC survey about um you know it was a lot of stuff. It was about like you know. AI and where people are at with AI. It was about like, you know, our NFT still a thing. But then one of the questions was, hey, with all these layoffs, like what percentage of like these studios have been impacted? And also like how fe- fearful are you of these of um, layoffs impacting your studio? And you look at some of those numbers and it is, okay, people are scared. That's uh, uh, rightfully so. But, you know, is that going to actually come to fruition, right? Are these, are these fears going to become something that end up being tangible? And it seems like the answer is not only yes, but like, Yes, to a very big degree. Like the fact that I feel like every big publisher, um, like even the ones that we feel like, oh, they must be secure. I'm looking at things like Riot. I'm looking at things like Bungie, right? Like, Bungie's a studio, but even still, right? Like, it feels like you're nobody's safe. It feels like no matter where you're at, layoffs are going to hit. And that is such a dark cloud to loom over the industry because we talk about losing talent. We talk about people go, uh, people um, being laid off and then having to go work in under, uh, other industries or not come back to the games industry. But then also look at people who are up and coming, you know, rising talent that have looked towards games and, and gone, oh man, I would like to do that, that are now like, fuck no. Like, I do not want to touch that because I look at how many people are getting laid off. I look at how much money is 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 uh, is. is I wasn't. I was. I was gonna say not being made, but that's not the right thing because money is being made, right? I guess people that just don't have security in their jobs, and it's scary. And so, yeah, like to uh, to those stories of empathy, right? Like, yeah, be good to people. Um, uh, Barry, what was that you that, uh, that you threw up real quick? That was uh, Andy's tweet that he put out this morning. You're a student in game dev school. You're reading about Microsoft laying off 1,900 people after buying Activision Blizzard. Yeah. You just read more uh, about more Embracer layoffs from yesterday. Nearly 6,000 games industry workers are jobless so far this year. It is still January. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it in the last year, like, the amount of texts that I've sent to my friends of, like, just checking to see if they're okay because layoffs here, layoffs there. Like, literally, I could name places, but I almost don't need to because it's pretty much anywhere that I know people that work in the games industry. I've had to have a moment of, like, what do I text them? How, am I, how do I be there for them? How do I check in on them and make sure they're okay without making their day even worse, potentially, yeah. you know what I mean? Or striking even more fear into them. Do I want to be the first one to accidentally like make them aware of the fact that they might not have a job? Like, yeah. waking up this morning and seeing Jason Schreier talk about how these people don't know. People don't know who's like gone yet, and then it starts spiraling out, which is what we've seen now. Like Even thinking back to how G4 went down a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Like This just sucks, man. It really, really sucks. Yeah. It's hard to break down... Um certain parts of this that le- lend themselves well to a KFG conversation where a lot of what we do is speculate and have fun and do all this shit, right? I do want to look toward, I guess, like, I think lessons that I take for future conversation around, uh, I guess, both, like, industry con- consolidation, layoffs, all this stuff. Because I think it was when the Activision Blizzard uh, Microsoft merger acquisition was first announced, that was, like, a, I think back of the back of my head like oh yeah like this is a thing that is scary and can be scary and i think a lot of people uh i think leaned into that side of the conversation but then like it uh, gradually evolved for a lot of people into like all right cool like well we had this conversation let's talk about the games let's talk about like is call of duty gonna go on the game pass like all this shit right the conversations that we naturally have um the fact that this is looped around back where it is so far the mo- the biggest thing to come out of the microsoft activision blizzard acquisition is these big layoffs. Like this has been the biggest part of it so far, the biggest result of it so far. And for me, I look at this and I go, industry consolidation, corporate consolidation, I think first, for me still remains the top of the, hey, when these big acquisitions happen, that's the first conversation we need to have. Like the first conversation we need to have is a lot of people are about to get laid off. A lot of people are gonna lose their jobs and this is gonna be an overall bad thing. Um, That's my lesson learned, right? Like, I don't know if that's a, like, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so tough because there's just there's nuance to all of this, and it's just like at the end of the day, nineteen hundred people got laid off today in one company. The day's not over. The day just started. It's ten twenty a.m. Yeah, right. Who the fuck knows what's gonna happen? But it, I think it goes even further than that. Of just like from the top down, from the bottom up, the industry needs to be better and figure out a new foundation. And 
I think that there's going to be a lot of heartbreak and a lot of things broken along the way to get there. But we can't just keep building back up to this again in the future, like mm -hmm. from where we're at. Like there needs to be better choices made. The people in leadership need to build sustainability and not infinite growth. And until that happens, this will never end. Yeah. And I, I think, unfortunately, just because of what capitalism encourages at the very top, that's just not going to happen. It's always going to be about infinite growth. So the thing that, you know, we talk about a lot, other podcasts talk about a lot when, it, when we talk about these things, um, is to look into unionization. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it's the best stopgap to fight against the powers that be when they make try to make these kind of decisions in under capitalism for profit and all this stuff. Just look at fucking Microsoft stock uh, numbers rising today. And it's just like even more disheartening. Um, so I, I, I know it's not an easy thing because it's the industry feels so far spread out and it feels like we're all on like our own little islands and stuff. But that's unfortunately it's the the step that needs to be taken as a worker. You need to protect yourself because yes. the companies you work for aren't going to protect you. I think that's, that's like the. There, collective action needs to happen to, yeah. for people to be able to protect themselves. Yeah. Moving on. Morally off news. Story number two. Right. Black Forest Games reportedly cuts 50% of its employees. This is Sof uh, Sophie McAvoy at GamesIndustry.biz. THQ Nordic and Embracer subsidiary Black Forest Games has reportedly cut 50% of its workforce. As reported by Kotaku, the layoffs were announced yesterday with a source alleging that the developer's creative directors and, quote, if not all managers will keep their positions. GamesIndustry.biz has reached out to Black Forest Games and Embracer Group for more information regarding the layoffs. Known for reviving the Destroy All Humans series, the German games firm is currently in the process of developing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin. Black Forest Games is the latest Embracer-owned studio to experience layoffs, with Lost Boys Interactive losing a sizable portion of its team last week. The Embracer Group has laid off over 900 people since announcing its restructuring program last July. Um, I, I, I want to bring in some super chats because people are obviously commenting on uh, the stories that we're talking about. Uh, Dear Six writes in and says, really makes you appreciate the Nintendo execs in the past who took pay cuts to prevent layoffs. Uh, when will other, uh, other execs realize that uh, they're the problem? I mean, obviously that is such a inspiring story that we cite a lot. And I do think that it is, it is evidence and it is proof that there are good people out there that are doing the work and love it and care and want to make money and all that stuff. But those can coexist and there can be like, and empathy in these decisions mm -hmm. made like like a lot of the decisions being made are quote unquote the right decisions business wise like they just are but that also comes with a toll and i feel like you have a responsibility for that toll and i feel like with awada and the nintendo execs like that is them trying to come up with a way to solve that i also and maybe i am just way more optimistic than most people i truly do believe that we are building towards a future that leadership is going to be more like this and I just think that there is a, a entire wave, a multi-decade plus generation of game devs that rose to the top the way that they did. And the leadership, for the most part, was toxic. And mm -hmm. for the most part, think of all the stories we've heard. I think that there has been a maturation in the way we talk about games. The pressure that, we, that media and consumers put on leadership is, I think, more intense than ever. And I think that that is going to create results. Again, being very optimistic here, and I don't think it's going to be for the majority of people, but I do think, I know that there are good eggs that are in leadership positions at major companies in games. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there will come a point. I, I'm willing to bet that this happens again sometime soon. But when is soon? How It's not like that solves yeah. anything. I mean, but. I, I'm definitely not as optimistic, right? Like, I think, I, I think, sure, there are some good eggs, but I think when the system is poisoned, then the good eggs don't even matter anymore, right? Like, there is no culture that we have in Western society as far as if you're a leader at the top to take, to cut off half your pay so you can keep people employed. Like, that is, I think, very much a... Uh, culturally Japanese thing and Nintendo thing that I wish people here would adopt because I, I think they will. I don't think they will. Like if Bobby, I think we see it. I think the fact that Bobby Kotick left uh, Activision Blizzard this last month with like four hundred million dollars, and you look at that amount of money, and then again, when I do my quick calculator math, that probably could like that again, loose math, crazy math, right? Could have paid the the nineteen hundred people that lost their jobs, right? Like that is how much money that we're throwing around. Sixty nine billion dollars is like that's an enormous amount of money to pay for a game studio and like one billion of that could pay for 
like multiple times the amount of people that just lost, uh, lost their jobs. But we're over here throwing money around like it's fucking like a chess game or whatever. And I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to look at the way uh, uh, workers slash people in the industry have been treated in the last, I guess, however many years, right? In the last forever and go, oh, yeah, but like people, exec executives at the top are going to get their shit together. Like, there are people that I like, right? Like, there's people, there. like, there are a few executives that I know, like, like John Drake, for example. I'm like, I love that guy. I think he's great. I think he's awesome. I don't think he's out here doing crazy shit. But for every one of those, I'm sure there's a hundred of other executives oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that are fucking And that's not the point I'm making. Absolutely. But I do think that they're... <laughs> There's going to be more John Drakes out there. I think that like the next wave of people, I think that the, the wave and not to say Indies are good in any fucking way. Cause there's so much toxicity in the indie space, yeah. but like for so many of the, the great indie teams that we know, they're going to turn into triple a teams at some point, some of them. And mm -hmm. I think that the leadership that we've seen knowing these people, they're going to turn into amazing leaders at bigger companies that make great choices. Again, I'm yeah. talking long-term and I'm talking optimistic. Even that, I don't know. Like I, 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 I would hope I've, I, when we talk about the indie space, I think there's plenty of people. Uh, there, I think there are plenty of great people that are leading teams in the indie space that I would love to see, you know, get more um, uh, uh, like uh, power, get more ability to do the things that they want, and like hire people and bi uh, build bigger teams. But for every one of those, there's also like plenty of people that work in the indie, indie space that are bad leaders. Like 100%. I look at the the Steve Gaynor um, uh, example of like, you know, you have a creative person that knows how to make good video games, but gets into a leadership role and squanders that leadership role because guess what? Not every creative knows how to lead. We need good leaders, man. Like that's, that is what this comes down to. We need good leaders and people that are, are that know that they have it in to be good leaders fucking push harder than you've ever pushed, man. Yeah. Like that's what needs to happen here. That is how the change happens is having people in leadership positions calling people out and saying there's a problem. When all the people that are fucking underneath are like, there's a problem, there's a problem, then there's not actually a problem mm -hmm. because the leadership, the people making the decisions aren't going to give a fuck. But when the leadership are good people that are going to listen, that's what needs to happen. And that's what we need to see. And I, that's what I'm hopeful that we'll start to see a shift because I don't know, man. And again, I'm not saying it's going to solve it. It's never going to be solved. It's a business. It's about money. It's about making as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. And money changes individuals even good human beings turn evil when money gets involved we've seen it countless times yeah. but i want to <clears throat> excuse me i want to bring another one from <laughs> op op prime opponus prime opponus prime. prime opponus prime uh, who gives uh, a five dollar super chat and says what's the alternative to this activision blizzard uh oh scroll up uh, activision blizzard stayed independent kotick stayed on a cod machine keeps churning or they sell uh, to someone like tencent i do think that that is a a tough thing right of i i in the layoffs that have happened in the last year obviously like so much of it has come down to oh man we overspent and overhired and now we don't have money to pay these people and now we're doing big layoffs this one in phil spencer's memo is very he's very much pointing to redundancies yeah. in the acquisition like he's very much pointing to this as like a hey yeah we acquired a company and now we have a lot of people that we don't need we don't need a finance team we have a finance team yeah exactly and that's where a, a, a lot of these are coming from and again that's where i come back to i think big corporate consolidation like this isn't a good thing. Like, sure, they can have good results. I think there can be good things that come out of it. But I think overall, I don't know if 1,900 people losing their jobs is worth putting Call of Duty on Game Pass. That's just me. Um, but it's the, not only the, just the, that. The, there is another side, though. It potentially could make it better for employees. I've been involved in acquisitions that made it way better for the employees that were at the company. Mm -hmm. I've been in part of acquisitions that made it way worse and, and, for the people And I don't want to sit here and act like somebody who, ha who has, like, the crystal ball that can look in and go, oh, man, but if, call if uh, Activision wasn't bought by Xbox, it would be so far better off. I don't know if that's true either. Um, but I think... I mean, we know it wouldn't be. Yeah, right? but I, I, be, I mean... I, I think Bobby Kotick, like... <laughs> Sure, yeah, but I think and, we and, know that this leads like we know we know what this has led to. Like we know we knew always for a fact that Microsoft buying Activision is going to lead to big layoffs, and this is even bigger than what what I even would have thought. Yes, yeah, I, um, it, it's that scenario of like, oh, well, uh, if we didn't do this, this would be the other situation. It's just it, it's going back to the voting of lesser of two evils. It's all fucking bullshit, and it all sucks, and it all needs to be fixed. Like, I don't know. I yeah, don't really have a response to that what if scenario yeah, yeah and even when i got to uh, respond to people in chat right because people bring up like obsidian and other things things like that when i talk about like big corporate consolidation i do think there's levels to it i do think it's a fucking like you know not every single acquisition is bad i think most acquisitions lead to layoffs and i think layoffs are bad but um I think the Activision Blizzard thing was just too big. I, and this goes for for the people who are going to be like, oh, but what if Nintendo or what if PlayStation did it? Yeah, it'd be bad. Too. Same fucking. It's thing. the same yeah. fucking thing, right? Like this isn't about consoles. This isn't about strategy. Like this is about people's livelihoods and business and how business works. And when you have 
a $69 billion uh, acquisition, a lot of people are going to uh, lose their jobs. And when you have when you have a micro or a uh, Activision that is under mi Microsoft, when Microsoft has layoffs, that means now Activision is going to have layoffs and Obsidian is going to have layoffs. And like all those companies that are under Microsoft are going to be impacted. People become by the, numbers. Yeah, like people become numbers. And it all it all feeds into this same umbrella. That's the thing that I don't like. That's the thing, uh, the, uh, the thing that I, uh, I get scared of. But yeah, like I don't know what the 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 other route is because like you know i'm sure activision was gonna have layoffs regardless but i don't know like that's the thing is i don't know it's it, th this is a thing that has to be fixed from the top uh bringing in another one this is jake oz who writes in and says do we think that this was microsoft's plan from the beginning spend major money to make this acquisition and then save slash make it back through layoffs no not at all i mean i think this is part of the process like yeah. I, I i i i think that's just a thing that uh, that naturally happens and Again, it's a bad thing. Um, I also don't like. I would. I. I'm also curious to know because I don't think a lot of companies saw this last year coming in terms of the dip in revenue and the dip in money and how that would result in so many layoffs. I wonder if it was a thing of ah oh, fuck. Like we thought we we're gonna have to lay off 600 people. We didn't realize that we we're gonna have to lay off 1,900. Like I wonder if this was a this caught them by surprise as well. I mean, again, there's so many factors that go into this that aren't just. The, the state of games uh, in the sense of their ballooning and pricing and, and how much they cost to make it, the expectations of sales necessary to even justify a success or justify not even a success, continuing to make them, things like that. But I feel like obviously the pandemic changed so much. The idea of remote work versus having an office where costs are going, the amount of money that was just put out and like absolutely- free money. <laughs> What's up? A lot of free money that was just being tossed around willy-nilly during the pandemic from companies and corporations and ballooning. Free money? Well, just uh, from uh, support of, like, government stuff of, like, funding. Oh, and, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's a good point, too. A lot of support money that went to, like, creating new roles and stuff that that support's not there anymore, and the sustainability wasn't built. So, instead, it's like, oh, shit, we don't have this anymore, so mm -hmm. bye, we're gone. But even just, like, the the need to, like, justify office spaces and the need to justify like all of what an office space entails. Um, and I feel like all of that stuff, they didn't prepare for it because no one knew the fucking pandemic was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then now it's everybody's like trying their best to, to figure it all out. And it's all of these factors combined result in this yeah. all happening at once and constantly. Uh, and then we got one more from uh, Dylan Somerville who says, uh, would love more regulation for how corporations are allowed to handle mass layoffs. I don't think culture is going to self correct here. So, to the story of Black Forest games, right? Again, this is, it's kind of wild how we can just categorize these, right? And like, this is one of the, one of the Embracer ones that's happening. Um, you know, they uh, worked on the Destroy, uh, destroy All Humans coming, uh, come back. Uh, and then also they were, they, or I guess they are working on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin. I now am at the place where I'm like, I don't know if we're going to see that game. Sure, straight up. Yeah, like 50% yeah. of your workforce, that's a mm -hmm. lot of people. And we're talking about Embracer who's like, yo, we got to exploit Lord of the Rings. That's it, man. That's <laughs> and so, it. like, and this was this the one that you're super excited for? Because the story. Of I mean, I love. Yes, love, love the story. I'm, I'm super excited for this. I never really had too much faith in it, but yeah. like, I definitely had hopes and dreams that it would come out and be amazing. But like, you know, I didn't didn't actually expect that. Mm -hmm. But also, not surprised at this at all. And it's because of how fucking horrible Tencent is. Yeah. And like, and it, how horrible. It, sorry, Embracer. Yeah. Uh, Embracer is like. Horrible fucking shit, man. And yeah. we've seen it over and over and over again. And it's like, yeah, we shouldn't hear stories and hear Embracer be announced and all of us just be like, ah, fuck. Oh, no. Like, this is bad, yeah. you know? It's like when you post a picture of somebody in black and white on Twitter and it's like, oh, fuck, what's about to happen? Whenever yeah. I see Embracer now, I'm like, ah, mm. oh, what now? Uh, and then story number three, this is the last story you have for layoffs for the day, hopefully. Uh, Outrider developer, uh, People Can Fly reportedly lays off over 30 employees. This is Matt Wales at Eurogamer. People Can Fly, the developer behind the likes of Outriders and Bulletstorm, has reportedly laid off over 30 people. Working on a currently unannounced game, codenamed Project Gemini, that's set to be published by Square Enix. As reported by Kotaku, People Can Fly development uh, director Adam Alker announced the layoffs in an email sent to all staff working on the project, explaining the cuts were being made due to budget limitations and its shrinking scope. An additional 20 people are also due to leave Project Gemini, but will be shifted to other titles within the company. There you have it. <laughs> Good luck to people out there, man. And it again, sucks. Outriders was a hit. Yeah. You know? Didn't set the world on fire like our world, yeah. but it was good and it sold well. Yeah. As far what as else do we need? And as far as I understand from People Can Fly, like, they're a company that, like, you know, tends to do 
fairly well. Like they're not out here making big risks, doing like fucking doing crazy ass shit. They like take on projects. They put out a good project and it's on to the next good project. And like they're pretty consistent of a company. I know 30 people isn't 1900. And so like it scales, but um, still our hearts go out to those people. Uh, good luck out there. Um, and yeah, if you're somebody who's listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily that has hiring power, look toward these people that have lost their jobs because God, it is grim out there. Before we get into story number four, let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny or on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And with the kind of funny membership on YouTube, you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Kind of funny turns nine years old today. We could have made it nine days without your support. That's why 2024 is all about doubling down on our shows and making it simpler than ever for you to get the most out of our content. Our revamped Kind of Funny membership is your one-stop shop for all our amazing content, which now includes on a weekly basis, the Kind of Funny podcast, In Review, the Kind of Funny games cast, PS I Love You XOXO, the Kind of Funny X cast, the brand new series Kind of Funny Game Showdown. Five episodes of Kinda Funny Games Daily, and five exclusive Gregway vlogs. And five days of streaming fun with me and the gang here in our newly revamped streaming space. It's gonna be filled with a ton of laughter and a whole lot of shenanigans. We'll see you there. That's more than 20 pieces of content a week from an 11 person independent team in San Francisco. That's a lot, and to get the most out of it, all we're asking for is $10. $10 gets you the Kind of Funny membership, and that entitles you to ad-free versions of the shows, the ability to watch the podcast live as we record them, and the exclusive access to my daily show, Gregway. You can get your Kind of Funny membership on patreon.com slash kindoffunny or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Yes, we are expanding our Kind of Funny membership offering to YouTube so people can take full advantage of the platform they prefer. If you want to go above and beyond the Kind of Funny membership to support us, we will still have higher Patreon tiers, albeit with some changed up perks. We just wanted to make the message as clear as possible that the $10 Kind of Funny membership is for the masses to get all the core content people love. Everything above that is very appreciated. The support means the world to us. You all are the best. But the $10 Kind of Funny membership available on both Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny and YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games is where we see the value of what we do. Kind of Funny is a dream come true and we wouldn't have it without you. We hope if you've ever enjoyed the content, you can support us for at least a month as we prepare for our biggest year ever. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. And we're back. Tim, I want to cheer you up. Mm-hmm. By talking about one of your favorite things. Yeah. Pokemon. Okay. Story number four. The Pokemon company makes an official statement on Pal World. Oh, man. Uh, this is Adam Bankhurst at IGN. The Pokemon company has finally made an official statement regarding Pal World. While the Pokemon company doesn't specifically mention Pal World by name, it is very clear the statement is in response to the incredible success the survival game is experiencing 8 million copies sold in less than 6 days. Uh, and the claims that many of Pal World's pals are way too close to existing Pokemon. Quote, We've received many inquiries regarding another company's game released in January 2024. <laughs> Are we sure this is about Pal World? Because like Prince of Persia, like I don't know. Dragon? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like a dragon has some of the. I forget what they're yeah, called. Yeah, the the Sujimon. Maybe Sujimon. it is Maybe like a dragon. About Sujimon, Whoa, you know? fuck. Uh, we have not granted any permission for the use of Pokemon intellectual property or assets in that game. We intend to investigate. <laughs> I would love if this was actually about Yakuza. We, we intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts that infringe on intellectual property rights related to Pokemon. Stop. Yeah. Bless. What's up? I need you to read this next sentence with every fiber of your being. All right. We will continue to cherish and nurture each and every Pokemon. <laughs> and its world, and work to bring the world together through Pokemon in the future. That's what I'm talking about! End quote. What the fuck does that even mean? They're going to continue to cherish and nurture them. Cherish them. Every po- do they mean po- like the individual the Pokemon? individuals. Not like the games? Because yeah. they do need to nurture those games a little bit more. <laughs> we will continue to cherish oh and nurture each Lord. and every Pokemon and its world. And work to bring the world together through Pokemon in the future. Hey, man, I'm all about this future. Let's go. All right. Uh, the Pokemon company has already started taking action against modders who have replaced Power World's pals with Pokemon. And Nexus Mods has even said it won't host Pokemon mods for Power World out of fear from Nintendo's legal team. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, 
yeah, this reads totally as like, y'all leave us alone. We know. Yes. We've seen. We know. We've seen your emails. Stop telling <laughs> Stop. us that Power World exists. Know. All right, so we're looking at it. There are, we're looking at it. <laughs> we're looking at. We're looking at. We can see Power World. It's selling eight million copies. We know of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it is interesting. You know, like it's. I, I we've talked about this yesterday. I can't wait to see how this all shakes out. Yeah. Like, what's the end of all of this? Because Nintendo, being as litigious as it is, and it's shown to be over the decades of choices it's making, of like taking down mods, taking down this, taking down whatever, and then games come out and like they might get involved, they get in a war with PETA. So much shit's happening with Pokemon, right? And then we get here, Power World's popping off. We're all like, oh, Power World's fucking cooked. <laughs> like yeah. they, they are done for. Where's yeah. the snipers at, right? And then it's not. And we're all like, what is going on? And then the mods come in, the Pokemon mods. Mm. And then that's just fucking gone. It's like, all right, that tells a story. That tells a story that like either Nintendo doesn't care and looks at it and goes, it's fine. Yeah. Or they're like, we don't have a leg to stand on. I think I, I think they're in a place where I don't I, I think they don't they might not have a leg to stand on. I think the pals might be too like <laughs> on the side of unique enough from Pokemon that they can get away with it. And I think either, yeah, Pokemon Company is like, ah, we don't have a case here, or they're like, let the money pile up. <laughs> like once yeah. they once they get to twenty million No straight up, dude. I like dude, if they get to like let's say Power World sells twenty million yeah. and Nintendo's like mm -hmm. that money is our Pokemon company, whoever is like that money can be ours. Yeah. Like I always like what? I, they I were also that. they were also quick to move on like the, the mod stuff. Like I, I, I feel like it I think it's more of a pride thing than a money thing. Like I know they're they're all companies and they all want that bag, uh, but like if they were like really quick to move on like mods and like uh, taking action against like mods putting Pokemon into this game, I feel like if they if they felt like they had a case, they would have done it. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly think they they just don't have a case. Uh, yeah, like I the we've seen so many people like try to poke the holes and like you know talk about like okay, well you have the AI history and like you have this and like there have been a, there's been enough of the circulation of that stuff and it seems like for each one of those things that pop up, there's also the counter argument of well, like you can't prove it's AI, and like seem seemingly like it just it doesn't seem like AI. But then you look at the models, it's like okay, well this looks one for one, but also uh, it's not quite like I think uh, Power World the company uh, what was it Pocket Pair? I think they might have done their due diligence in the way of like you know copy the homework but change a bit of the. Uh, all I'll say is I am not a scientist. I am not an astronaut. Yeah, and I'm sure as fuck not a lawyer. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying this as if like this is right, this is wrong legally. Mm -hmm. I am going to say, though, that this is straight up copying in a way that is unacceptable. I think that it is unacceptable, period. <laughs> and like, is it close enough? Whatever. It's, it's too close. Like, I yeah. look, it's like, you know, porn when you see it. I fucking know a Pokemon <laughs> ripoff when I see it. And that's what these designs are. The game, it's its own fucking thing. The game's not a Pokemon like the game is not whatever. Of course. But these designs but these of models? these Pokemon, these are Pokemon. These are not unique things. They're fucking Pokemon. Not all of them, mm -hmm. but enough of them that it's not like, oh, this one or two or three kind of look like it. It's like, no, like 50 of these are fucking Pokemon and we're all lying to ourselves if we're like, oh, they're different enough. They're not. But legally, I guess they are because otherwise Bear, bring up some Pocket Pals or whatever they're called. <laughs> bring up some fucking Pocket Pals. <laughs> bring up some Pocket Pals. Listen, you say you're not a lawyer. I say we play lawyer today and get to the bottom of this Let's shit. Let's fucking get bring to the, up You're like, right. I am an astronaut, goddammit. Bring up the cover of Pocket... What the fuck is it? Power World. Power bring World. up the, the cover of Power Pocket World. Pals. And if Tim can tell me what three of these Pokemon are, then we got a case. Yeah. Also, and, I, loved, I love the... Uh, whatever. I'm who's that guy on the... Oh, well, that's definitely Electabuzz, isn't it? I mean, and that's the thing. Some of them are just like clearly inspired enough, but it's like that's fucking Dawn fan next to him, dude. But it's, like, is it? Because yes, has, like, it is. Fucking leaves on him and shit. I know, but like, it's it's. It, yeah, he, that's okay, not a Dawn right. fan. Yeah, that's like a. You're right. It's a Dawn fan with leaves on it. Bless. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And like, I think they. I think that might be their case. But it's a Dawn fan with leaves on it. You didn't say it's a fucking whatever, whatever animal that is. Elephant Pip thing. What's it called? Piplup. Piplup? I think people are Yes, that's a piplup. fucking Piplup on the bottom left, man. That's oh, wait, not a penguin. It's, it's a pip Piplup. And this is my point. This is my point. We don't look at this and say that's a penguin. We say it's a Piplup. Okay, but like that thing's definitely not a Clefairy or whatever it's trying to be, obviously, right? Well, which one? The pink thing? The, yeah, what's the pink thing? That's Meowth. To? Oh, that's supposed to be Meowth? Come on. A hundred percent. Come on. These are, these are, listen. These, these power old people. I'm thinking more Chespin for that, but it's I don't, I'm not sure if they ever played Pokemon. 
They've never even heard of a pocket monster. I don't think monster. they know what Pokemon is. I think we're stretching here. I think they just made an original game where, they, where we catch a bunch of pals. Yeah, like what? And like stick the pals on each other and they just happen to look like Electabuzz. Come on. Okay, so, first. <laughs> what's that thing on the left, Bless? What is that? That's, what is that? Explain it. Like, Are you going to tell me that that's not Lucario? <laughs> Cause I thought what I thought I thought this picture was a different thing. I thought ah! I thought you were gonna try to tell me that Lucario on the left looked like this pocket pal on the right. No, these are both from Power World. Those are both Power World things. That's not Lucario. Ah, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up, bro. Nintendo might have a case. I don't Holy! Know. Let that money build. Oh, that's so funny. Let that money build. <laughs> Story number five. Speaking of letting that money build, uh, Zelda producer appears in Universal Parks video, prompting speculation. This is Kenneth uh, Shepard at Kotaku. <laughs> if you've ever wanted to visit Hyrule in theme park form, take heart. Rumors and speculation are floating around that you might soon be getting the chance to do just that. Eiji Awanuma, the producer of the Legend of Zelda series, has been spotted in a video from Universal Studios on site at one of the parks. It could mean nothing, but it could also mean something big for family, uh, for the family of theme parks. The video was originally posted on an Instagram account for Universal Studios employee spotlight and has since been removed, but not before fans screen grabbed a shot of Aonuma talking with construction workers and Super Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto at one of the parks. Uh, for those who don't pay attention to theme parks, uh, a Super Nint Nintendo World attraction opened up uh, in Universal Studios, Osaka, and Hollywood Parks in 2021 and 2023, respectively. Despite the name encompassing all of Nintendo, the current attraction is primarily themed around Mario and the Mushroom Kingdom, with plans to add Donkey Kong to the mix in the spring of this year. But if Aonuma is visiting and talking to construction workers, a Zelda attraction could also be in the works. Miyamoto was heavily involved in the creation of the Mario Park, so it would make sense if Aonuma were consulting on a possible Zelda addition. Tim, this is some me and you news right here. Plus, is there anything that makes you happier than the picture, Barrett? Can you bring yeah, it Barrett, up again? Yeah, Barrett, can you bring that picture up again? Because this picture is fucking awesome. Come the fuck on. Look at that. I might Al not Numa be an astronaut. I might not be a scientist, but Anuma and Miyamoto are goddamn construction workers. This is awesome. <laughs> what if, I mean, they might just be doing, you know, some Mario Brothers cosplay. I don't know. Some like Donkey oh. Kong type shit. I, don't know. This <laughs> this is, I love it, man. This is fantastic stuff. Um, I want to see these theme parks continue to grow. I still have not been to Super Nintendo World, and it mm -hmm. breaks my heart. But also, I'm like, let, let it let, let it, cook it build. a little longer. I want to let yeah. it build. Barrett, I want I want to be there when there's shows and stuff. Let's go. Barry, yeah. can you take us to Speculation Station? Uh, yes, I can take you. There we go. It's just the one fog machine. Saddest. That's why I didn't blast it at the beginning. So the, the Zelda theme park is happening, right? Like, is this yes. crazy speculation? Uh, no. Oh no 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 no! I, I think it's look. Let's all do the math, everybody. Mm -hmm. All right. I might not be a mathematician. Wrecking Crew is what I was right. looking for. Yes. Um, or the end of the Super Mario Brothers movie from that 1993. Too. Yeah. You know what I mean? The construction site. So we're seeing video games. We're seeing the success bigger than ever. Most of it's based on IP. So yeah. we're looking at the success of HBO's The Last of Us, the Super Mario Brothers movie becoming the second highest grossing animated film of all time and that's talking about mario we haven't even really we had mario wonder crushing whatever the next 3d mario is going to be insane mario 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 right mm -hmm. they're now going to expand that we obviously have mario kart donkey kong zelda we're getting these projects we already know that they're going to happen in terms of movies and then potentially tv projects and all of that they're going to continue to grow the theme parks. This is going to be a IP extravaganza, and they're going to just feed the beast as much as humanly possible. I hope so. Yes, we're getting Zelda. The bigger problem, bless, mm -hmm. is there's limited space at these theme parks and in these mm -hmm. areas. So they can only grow so much. There can only be so much. So will America get a Zelda park? Probably not. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Will California get one? Probably not. Will Florida get one? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, sure. they got plenty of space over there. What do you want from Zelda Land, from Hyrule? I want in a theme. Park. See what I want, and I, I, like this would depend on how they use the space, right? Because I think it would be really cool to have four sections based off of like the four major locations of like Breath of the Wild and Tears, and just Zelda, right? Like, give me um, uh, Zora's Domain, give me Death Mountain, give me like the Rito spot, or, or uh, and then also the um, what's the desert in the bottom left of the map? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, give me Gerudo, Gerudo Desert, Desert, Gerudo Valley. I think those would be like the four major, and then maybe like a, a castle in the middle. I would love the um, fuck. What do they call it in Ocarina of Time, Tim? Um, 
Is it just like the uh, Kokiri Forest? Lost Woods? Yeah, Lost Woods. I yeah. love it. Like, remember like when uh, Disneyland had uh, Bugs Land? It was essentially just like a little playground for kids. Like, I would love uh, that, like the Lost Woods for like section for kids. Because that entire uh, level design was designed around the idea of like a jungle gym, essentially. Mm. And I think that would be really cute. Tim Gettys. Tim Gettys from Kind of Funny. I'm about to say some stuff. This is not a speculation station. Mm -hmm. This is Tim Getty's about to drop some fucking facts on y'all. Hey, to stop it. Okay. (laughs) Central. Check this out. All right. The evidence has been brewing, right? Ocarina of Time remake. Inevitable, just in the way of like, duh, at some point they're going to have to do it, right? Sure. Anytime soon, I'm not so sure. Mm -hmm. But the math's been mathing. We got the Switch 2 coming. They like to put out a Zelda game every year. What Zelda game's gonna come up next? Right? What are we gonna get? It what are we gonna be get? The fucking remasters for Wind Waker. You know, I, I, the cadence of Hyrule too is coming. Our boy uh, Andres Restart, who we had on the show recently, he was talking to us. His theory is he thinks the Ocarina of Time remake would make a lot of sense coming the first year of the Switch. We are ten years removed from Ocarina of Time 3DS Fuck. right now, Fuck. which is wild to think about. Which is as long as it was from that game to Ocarina of Time N64. We're that going. Can't be right mathematically. No, that's not right. Because twenty years ago it was two thousand four. Then even more. Yeah. Then even more. No, we're, yeah, we're not, we're, not quite, we're not quite at the, the distance. Uh, I am not a mathematician. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what I am is observant. Okay. Yeah. And I'm seeing some some signs here. An extra sign just dropped last week. Bless. An extra sign that's very tasty. Mm-hmm. Zelda movie, all that stuff. Yep. We got to imagine when we think about Zelda, I think that at this point, the most iconic Zelda brands are Ocarina and Breath of the Wild. Yes. Right? Yeah. Nintendo knows that. They're going to triple down on that. I think we're getting Ocarina of Time remake. It is now confirmed via leaks that we are getting Legend of Zelda Legos. And Legos Mm -hmm. tell the future. Oh, and you know, you're right. I I got this from Cool Greg. Let me keep going. Let me yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two Lego sets announced. I mean, oh, leaked. This is good. The Great Deku Tree from Ocarina of Time and the Great Deku Tree from Breath of the Wild. Whoa. I'm calling it right fucking now. Zelda Park, it's the Great Deku Tree. Okay. 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 I like it. I, like it. I think you're cooking. Mm-hmm. I, I like this. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Like, cool Greg brought that up to me uh, just yesterday. He was like, yo, let me tell you about the, the, the Lego leaks that are going on. Because he's deep in the weeds of the Lego community. Blessing. I don't know if you Oh, know. I know this. I know this about um, Cool Greg. Is there, are there images of the Deku Tree? Or can we there, there, there's like shitty like, leaked footage or yeah. leaked pictures, but there are. And, and one and, is, they look like it's the Ocarina one, and uh, it's the like decrepit Breath of the Wild, yeah. of the Wild and, one. And this stuff had leaked a, like a bit ago, but he was saying like the new thing that's happened is like there are like now serial numbers that are actually like like uh, correlating to to this stuff, so it seems like it's more legit uh, now uh, than it was, I think, like a few months ago or whatever. But damn, that's a good call, Tim. Yeah. And what do you, what, let me let me let me just say one last thing about this with the theme park stuff. Mm-hmm. Great Deku Tree, I think, makes a lot of sense. I think in classic theme park fashion, it is going to be kind of like a consolidated uh, weird thing that might not make sense, like with lore, but like Great Deku Tree, Lost Woods vibes around it, Master Sword. Somewhere, a Master Sword photo op that, you know, like, uh, can you pull it out or whatever? Maybe it has, like, a fun show moment or something. But Great Deku Tree makes even more sense in addition to the Lego sets because it's not a castle. They already have Peach's Castle. They don't need multiple castles going on. Yeah. I Very fair. When are are they going to do Animal Crossing? I'm surprised Nintendo doesn't prop up Animal Crossing even more than they do. Yeah. I'm surprised the Animal Crossing theme park isn't coming before a Zelda theme park. I understand Zelda is more legacy. Zelda is part of Nintendo's core identity. But Animal Crossing is, at this point, top three Nintendo IP that they have. Financially, which, yeah. which I, <laughs> I know sounds silly to say doesn't necessarily like, equate to like, mm-hmm. IP like, success. You know? like, I, I feel like, I mean, again, we're talking about movies. We're talking about theme parks and stuff. And I feel like Zelda, at this point... They're building something. They have a story to tell. And I think it offers just a little bit of difference between Mario, like Mario and Zelda compared to Mario and Animal Crossing. I feel like that's leaning even more into... Like a specific kind of aesthetic. Specific, yeah. 
Yeah. I get that. I think that makes sense. Bless you can drink out of your cup now. I'm oh, not in God. your cup uh, anymore. I was scared. Uh, the uh, one last question I had for you: What's the what's the dream ride? Uh, 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 like a Zelda themed ride I mean, that y'all would want? I would love. I, do they do roller? Uh, this is a dumb question. They do roller coasters at these theme parks, right? Yeah, the, the Donkey Kong one's going to be the minecart. Because I'll love. Oh, but that oh. might be too. Cool. I'll see. I was going to say like a Death Mountain ride, but ooh, Death that might be too be close cool to a Donkey Kong thing, depending on what they do with that. But uh, my idea was like, um, you know, like they did the. I haven't actually been to the the Super Mario Land, so I'm just like kind of pulling the idea from what I've heard of like the Mario Kart one, where it's a lot of like video interactivity uh, stuff. And I've been on a couple of those rides, like shout out to the Simpsons ride that made me throw up like 20 years ago at this point. Um, <laughs> I think it would be really cool if it was like, yeah, because the brand recognition, at least like right now, I would say is even more the Breath of the Wild versions of these characters and the the, the setting and all this stuff, just because of pure sales numbers. Um, I would love if it was like they made up a, another divine beast or another big creature. And it's like, Video interactivity of you with all the the champions and stuff, and sick. like flying See, around love, and all that stuff. Like the, taking down a big giant beast. But kind of like one of the kind of rides I really like are um, like those big theater rooms that are um, like have the screens that kind of like you, you, warp around a bit, uh, and like those like everybody kind of seatbelts themselves into a seat uh, and like soaring over California. Yeah, soaring over California, that yeah. kind of thing. Where yeah, like you get elevated, and now you're like basically. Taking a tour across the land, like and all Star that shit. Tours and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be really cool. To I'm do glad you like that because that's what you're gonna get. Yeah. That's where theme parks at these days. They don't have the space, so everything has to just be here's a big screen in a room, yeah. and and here's the thing. But like, yeah, have you been on the Spider-Man ride? It's no. fucking horrible. God awful, horrible. Is it one it's of those? So it is. it's so yeah. lame. But but I'm I'm with you that I do think that could work for for Zelda. Here's a pitch though. What if it was a water park, Zora themed, Zora's domain? That'd be sick. Water slides. Then if you get to yeah. the bottom of it. There's a, a random chance you might get sent to the water dungeon. Yeah, you get swallowed you by. Figure it out. By, what's his name? Juby Juby. <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta. It, it, and if you want to leave, sometimes you turn a wrong corner, and then you're back at the beginning. And it's a, it gets really fucking confusing. Yeah, it's a terrible puzzle where you have to raise and lower the the, the water Horrible. levels of the water park. And you don't get to leave. You don't get to go home until you figure it out. Yeah, I the thing with the theme park stuff for me is I Jabu Jabu. Thank you, chat. Yes, yeah. <laughs> said yeah. Juby Juby. <laughs> Um, the thing about theme parks for me now is like the limited space is a bummer and just a reality that's going to be hard to get around. Um, and just like as the imagineering tech and things have happened, like we've seen kind of what what the trends are, are moving towards for better or worse. I'm more a fan of the shows and the fireworks and the like presentations that they do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the Marvel Land is pretty lame, but the presentation shit they do is pretty damn cool. And I feel like Zelda has so much potential for a dope ass show. And I don't know what that exactly looks like, but it could be real sick. Well, I'm sure of one thing. That Zelda land is going to be big. So big. <laughs> it's going to be so big. you imagine big. that Deku tree? It's going to be fucking humongous. <laughs> but Tim, mm -hmm. if I wanted something smaller, say the tiniest news I needed to know about, where would I look? You'd go to our last story, the Wii News Channel, where we cover all the small news items you need to know about. Story number six. It's time for Wii News. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to job listings, Callisto Protocol Studio Striking Distance is working on a brand new unannounced UE5 title. F099's latest update has added secret tracks <laughs> and private lobbies. Hellskate launches February 15th as early access on PC. What? Yeah. What? You've seen Hellskate, right? Yes. Okay, Hellskate looks dope. Holy shit. Their pre previews popped today. I think IGN's preview was pretty positive. <laughs> yeah, Hellskate looks cool as hell. Oh, that, that news caused you to choke. I'm dying. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition is coming to PC March 21st. Lis Fonga, the Time Shift Warrior, will be released on February 13th. And then Tekken 8 is out today on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. I can't wait for 3 o'clock. 3 p.m. Pacific time is when it launches and the online turns back on. Back on. Y'all better will be hide Get from, ready, everybody. We're not hide from me. Two weeks. I like literally like I I went to uh, Mike the other day like last week and I was like hey I want to I want to stream Tekken like put me on <laughs> the calendar for Tekken and so I'll be streaming some Tekken tomorrow uh, after Game Showdown so get hype get ready for the next battle <laughs> and that's it for Yay. news uh, we do have some super chats remaining though y'all been very active in the super chats uh, Christian says honestly honestly worried about the new park since I live so close and work across the street. Orlando has no public transportation, so traffic is going to suck. Mm -hmm. I, I feel that. Yeah. Get yourself a horse. Name it Epona. Yes. And get around that way. 
Oh, honestly, a, a Lawn Lawn Ranch petting zoo. Oh, that'd be fun. Not really the vibe for theme parks these days, like that type of theme park, but... I, I would say maybe, like, uh, especially because you can, like, kind of uh, get your own kind of horse in Breath of the Wild, and then, like, if you unlock, like, certain things, you can, like, customize your horse. I could see very similar to um, droid building at Star Wars Land, like, maybe making your own little version make of a, a horse. Make, make your own I mean, horse. honestly, I could yeah, see like one of those, the ranch tents, kind of shit. you know, from Breath of the Wild. What, what tents? Those, like, the, the tents, mm. like, ranch. Oh, you yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. like some, something like that. Um, I want a petting zoo, but like it's a bunch of people dressed up as like all the fucking creatures. I want to pet a bokoblin, but like a guy in a bokoblin costume. Yeah, I want to pet Tingle. I, yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> but who doesn't? Uh, the Chrono Rig writes in and says, Hey, Tim, are you ready to hear Zelda music in IMAX? I was born for that. Uh, the Portland Kevin says, I want a Zora's domain bra. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 we're not reading that one. Oh no, we're not doing that. Pay uh, money to send that in. <laughs> you paid two dollars to say that. Come on, Portland Kevin. I expect more from you. Uh Kaiju Corey. I'm gonna read this before I say them out loud now. Also the Disney titles on Monday. Hype potential. The Disney titles. Disney on titles on Monday. Disney titles on Monday. Disney titles on Monday. Disney titles. On Monday. Monday. <laughs> <So> Disney <laughs> <titles>. <laughs> Chat help us figure out what he's saying. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Connor mentioned Xbox revival game canceled by Blizzard following sackings. That was part of the story, obviously. Yeah. Like we read that in, in the story, but we didn't talk about it much. I don't know if we have much to say about that. Like, sucks to see projects uh, uh, canceled because they don't have the resources to work on them. But yeah, um, Street Shadow says, "Aren't the no? We're not doing that either. <laughs> you guys are paying money to say these things." Oh well, I well, I do. I do oh, okay. actually, okay. I, saw <laughs> I, I read it and I. <laughs> read it a different way yeah yeah street shadow writes in and says <laughs> aren't the balls called pal balls and the pal decks is that real i don't know is that real everyone let Please me let know in chat know. if that's real i thought it was so making up funny i thought it was making a dick and balls show and then matt engman says i bet there, there will be a fine 10 koroks get a prize kind of thing that that's in yeah. line that'd be really fun that's oh my lord that actually that's a great idea Koroks yeah. around, yeah, like, especially the puzzles because they did that. They with, already do that with Mario, right? Yeah, with yeah, the yeah, fucking coins or whatever. Pal Damn. spears and pal deck. Pal what? Deck. <laughs> oh Jesus! I Not pal balls game. and pal dick. <laughs> <laughs> pal spears and pal deck. All right, cool, ladies and gentlemen. That's been another kind of fun. There's you wrong. There's oh, you wrong. You're right. We got it. We got it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, we got here. Um, law, law loser something do says just a tip from yesterday's show blessing did you know you can turn off the ps5 activation beep in your sound settings found that recently game changer that was a new update in firmware uh a couple months ago oh yeah, yeah but that's the thing is i don't mind the, beep, the activation the beep. beep's the trigger for you yeah well the, the beep uh, the beep is honestly uh, the beep was good because as soon as i heard the beep what did you i do i got my covers <sighs> covered my face so i was yeah. blasted with the light Mm. And so I kind of like the beep as a warning. Also, after uh, uh, yesterday's conversation of, uh, uh, was it, a rest mode and all that stuff, I mm -hmm. did put up a poll. It has one minute left, but uh, yeah, 66% of people uh, who voted, nearly 4,000 people, um, I'm put it in a rest mode. I'm surprised that there are anti-rest mode people in this world. It's me. Like, I get, like, I, if it's for the power consumption slash, like, you want to save the world, then sure, I understand that. It, it, but for any other reason, why wouldn't you put your thing on it, the It's mode? power consumption. It's, I don't mind, like, turning on the PlayStation and, like, waiting to download stuff while I go do something else for, like, a minute or two. Um, and then it's also, like, there was that scare when the PS5 was coming out of, like, rest mode fucking with things. And I've just been super paranoid about that as well. So it's just, like, I'd, I'd just rather turn it off. Let's see. What else do we got? I will say, like, I was <clears throat> playing a game the last night, and it was one of those games that, like, doesn't have, like, an autosave. I would have to, like, get to a spot and save. Let me tell you, again, rest mode. It saved me a lot of time because it was a lot. It was a long way to the next save point. I'm going to break everybody's heart listening to this with the next one. Uh -huh. Bless Barrett, audience, let's drop the fuck in. So when I was referencing Ocarina of Time and... Ocarina of Time 3D and a potential switch to Ocarina of Time remake. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about the time differences. I was right in talking about like the equalness. I was just wrong about saying it came out in 2013. Uh, Cause it came uh... out in 2011, which means that Ocarina of Time was 98 in North America, 2011 for 3D. So 13 years. You're thinking years. of Majora's Mask was 2014. Yeah. So That's 13 years, was. 13 years. So it wasn't oh. 10 years and 10 years. It's 13 and 13. <laughs> 
You, do, do, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, what, 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 oh. How does it affect you when you realize that the time between the original Legend of Zelda uh, to the release of Breath of the Wild is the same as the time between Breath of the Wild and now? Holy shit. I, that's a lie. I, that's, no, I lie. Boy, <laughs> lie you, you played it like, yeah, that was like very yeah. good acting for yeah. you. <laughs> uh, and then let's see. Oh, the sad breaking news is from Grezik. Uh, Rycon Games, the developers of the twin stick shooter Ruiner, have laid off 80% of their staff. That's 60 people. Jeez. I think that's it. That's it. Pretty wrong. Tim? Mm -hmm. Been another good episode. Sad episode. Yeah. But it's always fun talking to you. Yep. And also, God. Again, cut some cut the power world devs some slack, all right? They don't know what Pokemon is. Never don't, they, there's no way they could possibly know. They just happen to make a you know, thing that, that looks... That's not Lucario. They, happen, they just happen to make a thing that looks exactly like Lucario. But it's definitively not Lucario. <laughs> that's insane. Uh, of course, this has been KFGD. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news that you to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad-free, watch us record them live, and get a daily exclusive show. Until next time, Game Daily.